0: don't go and buy that single family house if you haven't already and buy at least a duplex. You don't want to become a slave to your house. You don't want half your paycheck to go there because it's hard to get out of that and grow from there.
1: Best ever listeners, you ready to take your online advertising into the big leagues? Are you ready to get more leads? Well, how about we do all this for free? Yeah, sure. Free. Well, it starts out with a free strategy session with Dan Barrett. You recognize his name episode 565, titled Google AdWords and Cutting Edge Strategies. He's the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. That's why I'm talking about him. And he's managed over a million dollars of client spend and scored an 80th percentile or higher for best practice. Basically, he knows his stuff. And he is offering a free strategy session for one hour to do a deep dive with you And learn about your market and collaboratively come up with an online advertising strategy based on your target audience. And he's offering to do this for the best ever listeners. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Now I mentioned free. Well, the strategy session is free. And then you can either take the online advertising strategy that he comes up with on the call and go implement it yourself. There you go. It's free. Or you can have him and his agency do it for you. It's a turnkey solution. And by the way, that likely wound up being free too, assuming that you're closing on the leads that he's generating for you as a result of all the efforts. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. He's got some amazing stuff. Ask him about the pre-targeting For direct mail lists that he does. It's something unique to their company and it's pretty exciting stuff. He's noticing some tremendous results as a result of doing pre-targeting. So ask him about that. AdWordsNerds.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever we don't get into any fluffy stuff. With us today, Sonny Burns. How you doing, Sonny? Good. How are you guys? I'm doing well, and I'm channeling the best ever listeners, and they're doing really well as well because we're going to be talking to you and learning more about what you got going on as a 26-year-old real estate investor who first real estate deal was a quadplex, and the property's 20 minutes from New York City where you're based. So, Let's talk a little bit about that. But maybe before we dig into that deal, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your focus? Sure.
0: I'm a mechanical engineer. That's my profession. That's my nine to five. I work for the Department of Defense as a prototyping engineer. Do some cool stuff there. Recently 3D printed a grenade launcher. My wife and I recently got into real estate. We really started diving into it about two years ago and wanted to create some financial freedom for ourselves. So that's why we dove in and we bought that four family to create that passive income. Really so that my wife was an art teacher, but she was able to retire, I like to say, and stay at home with our now two sons. We just had another son two weeks ago.
1: Oh, congratulations on the new arrival. Thank you. All right, let's talk about the quadplex because that is your one and only deal, right? That is. Okay, cool. So let's dive into that because this is gonna be really beneficial for real estate investors who are starting out and learning how you got your first place. Where in New York City do you live?
0: Well, we don't live in New York City. We live actually in New Jersey, northern New Jersey, in Garfield, New Jersey. So there's trains right into the city. It'll take you 35 minutes to get into the city via train or bus, bus two blocks away.
1: Okay, cool. So you're in Garfield. Are you from the New Jersey area?
0: Yeah, born and raised here, so been here all my life. So that's why we were looking local.
1: Okay, cool. All right, you looked local. How did you find the property?
0: Basically just off the MLS. We were just looking at it, realtor.com and I got regular emails from them and one day I just got an email for this 12 bedroom, 4 bath quadplex and I looked at my email and I was like, "Whoa, this is the property we've been looking for." I showed it to my wife and I'm like, "Let's buy this thing."
1: Mm. Okay. 12-bed, four-bath quadplex. What criteria were you looking for on your search?
0: So ideally, what we wanted was a property that was going to cash flow at about $1,000 a month. That was our basic, very bare-bones criteria. But we were searching for a long time for something to meet that. And that was after we kind of left the unit and everything was fully rented out. Because right now, we're still owner-occupying.
1: Okay. All right. You're living in it. You're renting out the other three units. Yep. Cool. And you did that because you got an FHA loan? Is that correct?
0: No, we actually did conventional financing through a smaller bank. We put 10% down, but we went with a smaller bank because they don't charge you borrower paid PMI. They take care of the PMI and we got a great rate at 4%, which we've since refinanced to at 3.5%. Cool.
1: They don't charge you borrower PMI. So you did a smaller bank at 10%. What was the purchase price how much did you have to put in if any to get everyone moved in and what's the rent
0: the purchase price was four hundred thirty thousand dollars we put down ten percent so forty three thousand dollars and then we put about twenty thousand dollars in materials we did all the renovations ourselves so about twenty thousand in materials and then for rent so we live in unit one unit two we rent out to my pin laws actually for a thousand dollars a month and then the other two units we rent out for seventeen hundred each so in total it's about 4410 a month while we live in one of the units. Mm.
1: 1700 each 4410 1710
0: for one of the units and 1700 for the other unit.
1: Oh, so don't forget that $10. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep.
1: You are a true engineer. You know your numbers. You get on to me if I miss $10. I love this when I jump on investor calls and I'm having a conversation with an investor. They don't even need to tell me what their occupation is because I will know if they're an engineer or not based on the type of questions they ask that is the only profession, not accountants, not lawyers, not doctors, but engineers the engineers ask the most detailed questions an exhaustive list of questions out of any type of <laughs> any type of I, I would
0: definitely agree with that <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, so what was that number
0: 4410 $4, dollars or four, not uh...
1: four four one oh divided by you've got 450 into it all right cool that's right at the one percent and then once you move out yeah we can
0: definitely get 1500 for our unit easy and then another 500 for my in-laws unit easy Mm -hmm. if they move out
1: Mm -hmm. how long are you going to be living there
0: until we find our next quadplex that we can also like kind of house hack and move into and rent out as well we're looking for another triplex or quadplex currently on the search right now
1: okay cool And tell us about the renovations. What did you need to do? And did you have to learn yourself how to do that stuff?
0: Yeah, definitely. YouTube really helped a lot in a lot of things. But also my wife, actually, she's amazing. She grew up in a really old Victorian with her family. I think it was 1890s. So they had to repair it all the time. And she kind of just grew up really handy. And I'm pretty handy myself, but I was more into car mechanics. So I knew that side of things. So learning house repair. That was definitely a learning curve, but YouTube and she had a lot of knowledge as well.
1: Mm. You know, the one thing if people ask me, what would I have done differently starting out? And I wouldn't have done it differently. So perhaps that's the wrong way to phrase it. But I was living in New York City and I bought homes in Texas in 2009. So perfect timing. I didn't know it at the time, but perfect timing. What I also wish I would have done was buy a duplex or fourplex, live in one side, run out the other. I couldn't make the numbers work. It's a little bit different because you're from New Jersey, so it's probably going to be an easy answer, but I'm just going to ask it anyway. Do you feel like you're sacrificing a New York City experience since you're not living in New York City? You're 20 minutes away.
0: No, honestly, (laughs) me personally, I can only be in New York City maybe one day a month and then I'm tired of it. (laughs) I got to go back to some trees and land and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't live in that urban lifestyle too long.
1: Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's not how you're made up anyway.
0: Yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely recommend that house hack. If you buy a single family house, depending on how much you make, half your income could be going straight into that house, mortgage, taxes, repair costs. So buying that duplex at least can offset some of that money and can get you on that track towards financial freedom and you're not a slave to that house.
1: You mentioned that you did a refinance on it. When did you purchase it?
0: We purchased it in October of 2015, October 7th to be exact. And we refinanced 10 months later.
1: And how'd that work out for you?
0: Worked out great. So we purchased it for 430000 We put that 20000 into it in repairs. And I think it was under market when we bought it. So it appraised for $550,000. So that was 120000 over what we purchased it for. We did a cash out refinance. So we pulled out $67,000. And that was pretty much the 43000 that we put into it and the 20000 in repair costs and I think some closing costs wrapped in. So we just wanted to pull out every dollar that we put in. We want to pull out that money for our next investment, which we're looking for right now.
1: That's beautiful. Bravo. Thank you. you, you yeah, it worked out beautifully. Yeah, you too have. And we
0: only put 10% down, but right now, even after taking out that 67000 we have 20% equity in it, which is a lot more than we initially put down. <laughs>
1: Are all of your deals for the rest of your life going to be like this? <laughs> I can only wish. What type of luck are you having with your search right now on your next deal?
0: We haven't found anything. It seems like the prices are just so high. We were looking at another house last weekend. We went to an open house. It was like 600000 for another quadplex in the same town of Garfield. They're two-bedroom, one-bath. We have four three-bedroom units, so we're getting a good money for a 1700 unit, but I don't know. The the numbers don't work as well, but we haven't given our 100% in the search yet. So I'm still hopeful. And I think we won't be able to get as great a deal, but we could probably have to settle a little bit.
1: Mm -hmm. For a best ever listener who's looking to do what you just did, I'm not asking for your best advice because I'm going to ask that in a little bit. But just for someone who's listening like, yes, I want that. What are some suggestions you would have for them?
0: Prior to us putting an offer on this house, we had put an offer in a week before on another quadplex in the same town of Garfield, and the advertised price was $500,000. Three days after it was listed, we put in an offer for $525,000. That was an offer, 25000 over asking, and we were quickly outbid by other investors because if the numbers work, other investors want in, uh, professionals. A guy put a cash offer over ours, and we put a, an offer, twenty-five k over asking. So my suggestion, how we got this property, I really believe is because it was an REO and it was owned by Wells Fargo and they have this first time homebuyers program. And for the first 12 days, they wouldn't let any investors bid on it. Only people who were going to own or occupy and live in the property were able to put a bid in. So I think we were only competing with two other people. So we just put an offer in 5,000 over asking and we got it. I don't think we would have gotten it any other way, especially because this is such a cash cow, this one.
1: Okay. That's similar to, and heck, maybe it's the same thing, the HomePath program that I... Exactly. I was looking
0: a lot at that as well.
1: Does that still exist, HomePath loans? It did two years ago. Okay, cool. I got my second house through the HomePath program, and I only had to put 10% down. But I didn't, but there was the first time... Home buyers, or really, actually, not even first time home buyers. If you were buying it to live in, you got first crack at the REO property, and then it was like police officers and veterans and I think like firefighters, they got the second. And then after, if that passed through, then feeding frenzy with investors takes place. And I got it through that.
0: Sounds like a similar deal. Yeah. When we visited this property, there'd be investors crawling all over. Every time we came, there was three or four people just looking in the windows, looking around because it was completely vacant when we got it. Mm -hmm.
1: Let's go back to $20,000. That's a significant amount of money to put into something and to do your own work on a property when you're learning on YouTube, even though your wife is handy and you know car mechanics. So (laughs) talk us through that.
0: We redid a whole kitchen. We pulled out all the old cabinets, all the appliances, which I think there was just an old stove at that time. And we actually bought a used kitchen off Craigslist for $1,100 with the stone and sink and everything. And it magically fit exactly in our unit. So that worked out quite well.
1: What would you have done if it didn't?
0: Well, we only bought it because it fit. You know, we, okay. we saw three right. or four of them. But it worked out so well. Anyway, I'm sure we would have cut the stone here or there, try to make it work. I mean, it had an excess of cabinets, so we could kind of Tetris it together. So we did kitchens. We repaired the sidewalk. What else did we do? A lot of little repairs here and there. Painted a lot of walls. In the attic, we made some storage space by putting down just plywood. We had to repair the chimney. It was kind of leaning over and falling down. We pulled up all the rugs and refinished them to hardwood floors. We put in new vanities, just kind of minor cosmetic tweaks here and there. We put in a centralized coin-operated laundry room, things like that.
1: What repair was the most challenging to learn how to do? Probably that kitchen because it was like an L kitchen and the sink wasn't
0: exactly where the hot water and cold water line were. So we had to finagle some things here and there, but it worked out really well. I learned how to sweat copper pipes and had to learn a lot of things on that one, hang up and make sure the cabinets were level, how to put travertine backsplash, things like that.
1: When you are looking at these repairs or how to do them on YouTube, was there a particular channel that you were looking at or was it just you do the search and whatever video pops up i did the search looked
0: at the highly rated highly viewed ones
1: okay got it all right now the money question what is your best real estate investing advice ever Honestly,
0: I'm just going to give that generalized advice to those kind of beginners in the audience who are looking to make that step towards financial freedom. Don't go and buy that single family house if you haven't already and buy at least a duplex. You don't want to become a slave to your house. You don't want half your paycheck to go there because it's hard to get out of that and grow from there. But if you can buy something like a duplex, a triplex or a quad, you can really start to almost live for free. Like we actually live for free and then make a couple hundred dollars after that. So it's really an awesome thing. And we're able to grow so much quicker because of that.
1: Was there any convincing needing to be done with your significant other to buy a quadplex versus a single family? There was at
0: the very beginning. Because she was kind of really hesitant about working with tenants. She was really scared about tenants. They're going to sue you. They're going to cause all these headaches. We did credit score checks on every single tenant. We did background checks on every single tenant. We made sure that they had at least two times the rental income and in income coming in. And we did a lot of thorough things. So through the processes, I kind of outlined that we do with these tenants. I was kind of able to lower her fears. And now she's a huge fan and tries to tell all her friends to do the same thing.
1: You ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Got your free strategy session to generate online leads yet? Well, if not, go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Dan Barrett's going to give you a concrete online advertising strategy by the end of the conversation. You can choose to implement it yourself or you can work with this team and they'll implement it for you adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Finally, your funding problem is 100% solved at CIX.com. At CIX.com, private lenders compete to fund deals. CIX facilitates over half a billion in loans for real estate investors weekly. Get funded and download your free funding kit at CIX.com. Best ever book you've read. I just read this one.
0: I love reading books. I read books all the time, but this is my most recent one. I really loved it. It's called Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill.
1: Yeah, that is the one that has recently came out, right?
0: Yeah, he died a long time ago and he wanted to publish it but his wife didn't want to publish it because she thought it was too controversial, then the family inherited it, they didn't want to publish it and then they finally published it. But basically the synopsis is Napoleon Hill sometimes somehow manages to capture the devil and coerce like an interview on him. So he asks the devil how he uses all these devilish tricks to ensnare humanity and never get them to succeed. So it's really an intriguing book, and I definitely recommend it.
1: That's interesting. I love reading, too, and I really like a lot of Napoleon Hill stuff. I did not like that book. I just couldn't get into the dialogue. It just lost me. That's interesting. Huh? To each his own. What's your best ever personal growth experience and what did you learn from it?
0: I'm going to have to say it's buying this quadplex. It's been about a year and a half now since we bought it. We had to do so much work to it. We really took ownership of it and we really did a great job. I feel our tenants really love their units. We do a good job maintaining that tenant landlord relationship with them. So just this whole experience of kind of stepping towards financial freedom. And this experience has been great for the both of us as a family.
1: What's the best ever way you like to give back?
0: My wife and I are assistant young adult pastors at our local church, so we give back that way. And recently, I've been getting very much into mentoring people through breaking habits from pornography. So it's recently what I've been diving into.
1: What would you say is a mistake you made on the deal?
0: I'd say a mistake was really doing all that work ourselves. We had a lot of holding costs. We were, it was completely vacant when we bought it, so it took us like three months to do all that work. And honestly, I think we could have probably saved some money if we had hired some contractors to help us out because I'm working full time. My wife was actually on maternity leave with a baby, so it's hard for her to do a lot of things. So if we had hired contractors, yes, we would have had to pay them a lot of money, but we were also paying the mortgage, the taxes, the insurance, all of that without having any tenants to help us out. So that was kind of painful. So if I were to do it again, I'd definitely do some of the work, but I'd hire a lot of it out as well.
1: Well... You definitely have given a lot of the listeners who are looking to buy the first place some inspiration, and some tactical advice. Where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you if they want to?
0: I have a blog, FamVestor.com, just kind of talking about creating passive income for the purpose of investing in your family. You can leave me a message there.
1: How do you spell that?
0: FamVestor. So it's like family and then investor, F-A-M-V-E-S-T-O-R.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show talking about your first deal and your only deal. But boy, it's an inspirational deal because this is the way to get started, best ever listeners. If you are getting started and you're thinking about house hacking, get a fourplex, better than a twoplex, better than a three, because you got more income coming in. And if you can do a little bit of work and also even without doing work, have equity built in and then do some work with the refinance after you get it all leased up, Be able to pull all your money back out, then you can put that money back into another deal. Holy cow. Do it all over again. Rinse and repeat. And especially since you did it through a smaller community bank or credit union at 10% down. Trust your
0: bank. Actually, they have branches in Florida, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York. So check them out. 10% down, no PMI. You can't beat that, especially on a four family. Even my credit union wanted 25%.
1: Hmm. Yeah, those are some great terms. So thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Finally, your funding problem is 100% solved at CIX.com. At CIX.com, private lenders compete to fund deals. CIX facilitates over half a billion in loans for real estate investors weekly. Get funded and download your free funding kit at CIX.com.